The following program has been pre-recorded to air at this time. To have your nonprofit featured, email PSA at lotusradio.com. And now it's time for Lotus Radio's public service show, In Depth. Welcome to In Depth. I am your host, Connie Ray. Every September, National Recovery Month is observed to educate Americans that substance use treatment and mental health services can empower those living with these diseases to live healthy and rewarding lives. And we're very excited to have two special guests on with us today to not only talk about recovery, but a very special event that's going to be happening is the second annual Recovery 5K Run Walk. A big celebration. Tara Hamblin is here. She's the Senior Project Manager for Cassatt, and Daniel Fred is the Senior Project Coordinator for Cassatt. For people who don't know what Cassatt is, what is Cassatt? We'll start with you, Tara. Okay, thank you. Um, thanks for having us. So Cassatt has a really long title, the Center for the Application of Substance Abuse Technologies, and we are a university-approved center located in the School of Public Health, and our mission is to do training dissemination information in the drug and alcohol prevention and recovery services arena. That's a lot to to do, but it's also really important. I think that when you send a child, your child to college, Mm -hmm. you want them to be in an environment. If you know that they have either struggled with drugs and alcohol before, you want to make sure that you're providing them with a good environment and that you're sending them to a university that's taking sobriety seriously. And Daniel, I would say the university is one of those universities. Yeah, and we're really one of the few universities that do this nationwide um, with services through NRAP. And so, you know, we call college can be kind of a recovery hostile environment. So if you're in recovery and you're pursuing recovery, it can be difficult finding the people that you need, the supports and still experiencing college. And so we believe that a student shouldn't have to sacrifice their college experience just to stay sober. And so we really provide uh, wraparound services for students who are trying to engage in that lifestyle. What is that like for a student who, say, is just coming to the University of Nevada, Reno? How do you approach them so that you even know that they're Mm -hmm. in a, a sobriety situation? Yeah, we really just try to get them to come to us. And so we're in the university has been great in putting us in Nevada fit and and uh, orientation and all these different things. But we really just advertise if you're in recovery, come find us. Um, and we have a student lounge on campus with so space. They can come in and hang out. We do meetings. We do activities. We go to football games, all of that stuff, just so they can kind of find their people and, and get the support that they need. And Tara, can you live a sober life and still have an enjoyable, fun, enjoy your college experience? It, it is true that this can be possible. Yeah, more more than anyone I think knows. Um, the hope is there. Recovery is real. We have many, many students that have graduated from our program over the years. We've been in existence over 10 years now. Um, so we're super thankful to have that. And this 5K event that we're doing is going to go to support our students, um, especially coming post-COVID. I know we hate to hear that, <laughs> but there are students that are coming in that I think we're going to see some additional struggles and really needing these supportive services where we can do mindfulness with them, recovery action planning. Um, we have an outdoor adventure program that uh, we look at trying to get the phys- physical 
well-being of students as well. So it's it's really important, and it can happen. This is not just a 5K run and walk. It truly is a celebration. September is Recovery Month. It really is about showing individuals that you can live a sober life. It can be engaging. It can be the best life possible, and that you have created a community that embraces those who choose to live a sober life. Well, yes. And I think it's more than just those that want to live a sober life. We have allies to individuals who want to support our students. We provide a safe environment on campus. Um, And this particular 5K started last year um, because we didn't have anything that we could find that was a big community event. So friends, family, all of us can enjoy and celebrate those of our friends and families that may be in recovery from substance use disorders. This celebration includes a little bit of everything. You have food, you have family activities, local guest speakers, advocates who are in recovery, community organizations that will provide information on local services and prevent on many of the relevant topics. And I think that the climate has really changed. I think one of the positives, uh, I know we hate the C word, COVID, but the positives of this are that we're having these conversations. Mm -hmm. We're having conversations about mental health. We're talking about the challenges of being in an isolated environment and trying to stay sober. These were very challenging times, whether you were dealing with trying to stay sober or not. Any of us, many of us felt a crisis. We felt a mental health strain that we may have never felt before. And if you felt that, that is why you should be a part of this run walk, I think, because it is about recognizing that it's okay to not be okay and recognizing that you can get help. That was very well said. It's perfect. You said it better than we could. I think it's, yeah. And I think another thing too, is it's really important to show the reality of recovery. You know, recovery still carries the same kind of stigma or level of stigma, stigma that addiction does. And Bill White says the reason there's recovery or stigma with recovery is because everybody knows someone in recovery. They just don't know they are. And so So we really have to show what recovery looks like and the hope that comes with recovery um, to make it a little easier for people to access it. Let's talk about the event itself, the dates, the times, and obviously how people can get involved. So let's start with you, Tara. So, yeah, we are going to be at Idlewild Park where Food Truck Fridays is usually held. So everyone knows where that is. September 24th, um, the event will, the race starts at 830. Um, So you can come and do the run race Register. That's really hard to say. Uh, (laughs) And then um, if you don't want to do the race, you can actually come and enjoy the celebration thereafter. And the celebration starts um, anytime between 10 and noon. And there'll be face painting, family events, cornhole. We'll have vendors there. um, And we also have some free food. You talked a lot about your community advisors and people that are working in the realm of mental health, the realm of helping people that want to be sober and live a sober lifestyle. How important is it for an individual who is going through recovery to have that sort of connectivity to reach out to someone that's on their same level? I think it's so important to be able to know you're not alone, I think is is one thing, and to just kind of know who to reach out to and that people have walked the path and that it's possible. I think the two most difficult things that we can get stuck in is um, that we're all alone and it's never going to get better. And so having people that have been on that path, having people that know that recovery is possible and and what hope looks like can kind of distinct get rid of those beliefs that you're all alone and it's not going to be better. If you are a student who is coming to the university and maybe you really haven't really grappled with the fact that you are struggling, I would say that the university is still 
an opportunity for you to get that help. If you're here now, we all know it's been challenging. We're finally getting back to students being on campus. We're growing as a school. We're growing as a university. If you are a student that is new and you are struggling, talk to me about some of the resources that are available immediately to those students. I think what's great is the university has so many resources from from different types of counseling services to uh, different types of, of other supports on campus. And so what I would say, if someone was struggling, we can be that kind of entry point to help you get to the services on campus, um, but access those that you have to that you have at your availability. And this run is an opportunity to raise yeah. money so that you can continue those efforts and mm-hmm. have those resources that are available. If people want to be a part of the run, how do they register? What is the cost? And of course, if you want to be out there helping out, are you still looking for vendors who may want to come out and be a part of this? We are. So if you want to learn more about us, you could go to nvrep.com and that's where you can find the registration links and also more about our actual collegiate recovery program on campus. Um, which is what the 5K is helping to support. And the registrations are currently $30. Um, On-site will be $35 that we will collect. Um, And again, you don't have to race. You can just come and attend the event, enjoy the celebration. If you're looking to be a vendor, you can also find our sponsorship packages on our website, plus any other information, and you can contact us directly, and we'll be sure to get back to you. It must be nice for both of you to get back to some sort of normalcy. How difficult has it been? for those that are already dealing with recovery to have been through what they've been through? And how have you wrapped around those individuals and given them that comfort that they need? I think it's it's isolating is extremely difficult because that's how you know when you're someone in recovery and you start to isolate, that's a sign of almost going into relapse or emotional relapse. And so being almost forced into that in a way, for lack of a better word, but but it, it almost feels like it's wrong, but then you couldn't get out of it. And so a lot of folks had a hard time finding ways to reach. And, and it was it was great to see the recovery community pivot to Zoom and all kinds of meetings, and there's all kinds of options for people. Um, and I think everybody across the board would agree it's just not the same. It got us through it. Um, but coming back and interacting, and it makes it, you know, it does give you a gratitude for what we have. You know, and it gives you gratitude for being able to sit in a meeting and face to face with someone and being in that real. You can't replace that. Absolutely. And so it, it has created I think the students are coming back, but they're also coming back with just such a great sense of gratitude to have kind of their space back. Absolutely. And, you you know, you talk to so many students who, you know, when they were in college during the pandemic, missing out on those collegiate experiences. Mm-hmm. And now that you have those opportunities to come back to school and relive those, you still want to come back to an environment environment that is sober, that is efficient to your sobriety, and how can you do that? And I just want to say, again, thank you for the work that you do, because I think it's so important that a student, whether you're here in Reno and you're transitioning to go to the University of Nevada, Reno, or you're coming from out of state or down south, that you have an environment that says, we're here to help you, we're here to embrace you, we're here to make sure that you make it through college and you still are able to live the lifestyle and stay sober and have that whole community around you. And I want to say thank you because I truly think that it's commendable that our university, I'm so proud of our university. We do Mm -hmm. so much in this community. Um, I'm just excited to finally see that connectivity, I think, between the university and our community. We are so blessed to have this beautiful university in our town and to Mm -hmm. know that you have this community 
in, within the university that's saying, we understand whether it's a mental health disorder, whether you're dealing with sobriety, we're here for you, we support you, and we're a community that says, yes, we can help. And I think that just adds so much more to what the university is offering. So to both of you, to everyone who's involved in your program, to the students that really say, hey, I want to be there for other students who are coming on board. It really is just kind of that that testament of that spirit of Northern Nevada that we have and we love so much. So to both of you, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. We're so excited about this event. And I'm going to have you, Tara, one more time. If you want to get registration information, let's get those websites again. Yep, no problem. NVRAP.com. So NVRAP.com. And all the information is right on our cover page. You can find all the resources and where to go. As we wrap, what, uh, Daniel, what do you hope people walk away from this 5K run walk experience with? I think hopefully that they walk away with that sense of how beautiful recovery is. You know, I think it's addiction has such a devastating feel on everybody, just the the person and everybody around them. And recovery is just as contagious, right? But it's hope and it's beautiful and it's gratitude. And so I hope people leave with with that, just seeing how different recovery is than addiction um, or other mental health issues, but also just how beautiful it is. And Tara, do you feel like this month especially, it's even more important to recognize those in recovery. We've been through some challenging times and people have really come out on top during those difficult times. Is that what makes this month even more special for you this year? I think so. I think celebrating our students and our family and friends who have gone through quite a bit over the last two and a half years and providing a space to celebrate that and that we've all come out on the other end, um, I think is a beautiful thing. I And I also like to focus on, although we're doing it for this month, it should be 12 months out of the year. Let's not forget that every single day is a new day for someone who's trying to build themselves up and stay ahead of the game. So it's always nice to remember that. Absolutely. And if people are not able to attend, it doesn't mean they can't support you. So obviously there's plenty of ways that you can still donate if you would like to be a part of making sure that these programs are sustained at the university. You can go to the website. You can make it a contribution. You don't necessarily have to go out to the to the walk run, but it really is about you saying, I believe in the work that's happening. We want to say thank you so much to Cassatt and everyone that's a part of this. So please visit the website. If you're not able to attend, but you believe in the work that they're doing, please make a donation. Thank you again, both for being on the show with us. We're so excited for this. September is recovery month and we're honored that we have an opportunity to celebrate and celebrate with the university as well. So thank you both. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. You've been listening to In-Depth. You are listening to In-Depth on Lotus Radio and your nonprofit could be featured on the show. Email PSA at lotusradio.com. And now back to In-Depth. Welcome to In-Depth. I am your host, Connie Ray. And on the In-Depth program, we get an opportunity to meet with incredible individuals in our community who are doing work, good work. And we are so excited about an upcoming event, the Milk and Honey event. And we are so thrilled to have Mara Langer. She is the Community Engagement Coordinator for Jewish Nevada. Good morning to you, Mara. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Connie. Thanks for having me. So let's start with a brief history on Jewish Nevada. I think a lot of people may not understand what a large organization you really are. 
Jewish Nevada is a large organization. We're the statewide federation for Nevada. We started down in Las Vegas and opened um, our offices in 1966. And then throughout the years, we've noticed and identified the change in population and the need for services and support up here in northern Nevada. And in February of 2021, we opened up our northern Nevada office. And I'm honored to be that employee. The Jewish Nevada and the Jewish Federation, you represent over 70,000 Jews that are here in in Nevada, not just northern Nevada, the whole state, as you mentioned. The inaugural Milk and Honey, it is a Jewish cultural festival. It's going to be happening on Sunday, September 18th from 2 to 5 p.m. at one of my most favorite places. I enjoy McKinley Arts and Culture Center. It's a wonderful place right on the river. Why was it so important that you put on this event? Well, we've been here for a year so far, and we wanted to open up our doors and to create an opportunity for people to come and enjoy Jewish life Jewish culture, Jewish peoplehood. And um, it's open to everybody, not just Jewish people, but to our community at large. Milk and Honey is the name of Israel. And so we decided to have that as the theme. All of our vendors are going to have milk and honey themed foods. And we're having a kids zone as well that has the Bee Society coming in and doing a presentation to the kids. The Reno Generators coming in and doing an activity focused around bees for the kids as well. Do you feel that this is also an opportunity for those who may not know a lot about the Jewish culture to come out and experience what it means to be Jewish and the foods, the culture, the background? Of course, that's part of the reason why we're having it. We're focusing a lot on our local organizations, Jewish organizations that are here. They're all going to be representative there, whether it's our local synagogues, our local Hillel chapter on the UNR campus, the Chabad chapter on the UNR campus. We even have a Jewish cemetery that's going to be there represented and telling people about what those different organizations are and how people can become involved. I think what's really interesting to me about the Jewish culture is community and Mm -hmm. family. That is one of the the common threads, I would say. And this is really an opportunity for you to come out and experience that, whether you're Jewish or not, but also an opportunity to connect with the Jewish community as you grow and we see more and more activity of the Jewish community in Northern Nevada, it's important to to recognize and see those in the community that are doing great work. And I love that you have put this together. It's an opportunity for you to meet and find out about services that if you are in need, that the Jewish community comes together for one another so that you have an opportunity to find whatever that may be. I think that's critical. So important within our community at large with the growth and the pace of growth of the Northern Nevada population and footprint to recognize that there's so many different communities that are emerging from this population growth and that the Jewish population is just one of them. In Judaism, it's really unique, Kati, that you can be spiritual or observant, religious, and you can be cultural. My favorite line is that everybody Jews differently. And so (laughs) how can we bring about an opportunity for everybody to come together, whether we're Jewish or not Jewish, whether we're spiritual or we're cultural, and just celebrate life and really have a good time doing it, right? And and being together, celebrating what it means to be Jewish. Jewish holidays are right around the corner, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And why not celebrate life before we celebrate the new year? I think when I think about cultural experiences, you know, uh, my father worked for the government and we traveled. I grew up overseas. And for me, it was always a connection to food. Mm -hmm. Food was something 
something that I felt like I could embrace in whatever culture it was. I think that there is a common thread, uh, no matter what culture you are, to to break bread, to be together, to celebrate with food. And I've talked to many chefs who cook <laughs> all kinds of food, and they say the same thing, that if you want to bring community together, you bring them around a table. I think this is what is exciting for me about Milk and Honey is, I'm not going to lie to you, Jewish food is freaking delicious. And there's lots of opportunities to engage not only culturally, but learning about food, connection, churches, synagogues, how you can connect as a community. Exactly. Well, I wish we had a lot of Jewish food at the event. There's a limited supply of that here in Northern Nevada. So what I want to do is spin it. We are actually having all of our vendors focus on milk and honey because that's the theme of the event. We're having our vendors create things that focus on those two ingredients, whether it's crepes or ice cream or libations. <laughs> Everybody's coming to the event. They're going to share different products that focus on those two ingredients. Are you still looking for vendors? Do you need additional participation? Well, the participation we really need are people to come out and have fun and for volunteers. We do need some help with volunteers. But we have several vendors already lined up from jewelry to essential salves, lotions. We have jewelry. We have a bookstore that's coming with. She's going to have cookbooks from Israel. We have Copper Cat Studio coming with different ceramics, different things like that. Lots of jewelry. We have a crocheter. We have Misbehaving Farms, which has honey and jams. We're actually excited to also let you know that we're having a Jewish author's table. We're having some of our local authors have an opportunity to sell their books. We're proud of offering that table. The mission of the Jewish Nevada is to engage your community, to invest, enrich, and ensure the vibrancy and continuity of the Jewish life in Nevada, Israel, and the world around. What do you hope that people who are not Jewish come out and experience from this event? I like to create a visual. I'm a very visual person. And so if you can imagine Abraham's tent where he welcomed everybody in and allowed everybody to come as they are, and that's what we're creating in this environment. It's a welcoming opportunity for us to celebrate. We're going to have a DJ who's going to be playing Israeli music. We're going to have Israeli dancing. We're going to have a jazz singer. Everything of celebration, of life, of happiness and joy. And I think that's what Judaism is all about too, is just celebrating life and being happy, experiencing that through food and experience and being together. For those individuals who want to come out and celebrate Milk and Honey 2022, it will happen on Sunday, September 18th from 2 to 5 p.m. at McKinley Arts and Culture Center. Again, Milk and Honey is designed to highlight local and regional artists. You mentioned food trucks, crafts, musical performances, events for the kids as well. And it really is an opportunity too for individuals to learn a little bit more about Jewish Nevada. You mentioned, you know, you're new here to Northern Nevada. How can people get involved with Jewish Nevada outside of the Milk and Honey event? So you can see Jewish Nevada in many different areas. I, being the representative available, you can go online to jewishnevada.org and find out different events that are happening. We have hikes. We have a community mitzvah day coming up. We always have a Jewish Heritage Night at the 
Reno Aces. We also have an amazing program on campus, the Hillel Group on campus. We have opportunities for people if they need interest-free loans through our Hebrew Free Loan Service. We have what we like to call from cradle to grave. We also have a program called PJ Library where kids can get free books every month based on Jewish themes. We have activities for young adults, for middle-aged adults, for older <laughs> adults, whatever it is you're interested in. We have activities that can meet your needs. And like I said, it's for anybody who identifies as Jewish or wants to be involved in the Jewish community to whatever degree they want to come, come as you are. I'm so excited that you're here in Northern Nevada. I think that speaks volumes of how quickly our community is growing, but also to the diversity that we Mm -hmm. have here in Northern Nevada. I think it's something that we enjoy, that we have literally a different event, a new culture, a new experience around every corner. And being a part of Milk and Honey is just an extension of that. It's an opportunity for you, if you are part of the Jewish community, to come out and celebrate your heritage. But if you're not, I think that that is something that we love about Northern Nevada. Nevada. We have this desire to learn about other mm-hmm. cultures, to be out, just to know that you're over there at the McKinley Arts and Culture Center. It says in itself, it's a cultural center. It's about bringing together community, celebrating different ideas, really opening up to the community and sharing what brings you light and what brings you love in your community. So I'm so excited about this. Again, Milk and Honey 2022. It is happening on Sunday, September 18th from 2 to 5 p.m. It is a free event, correct? Anyone yes. is welcome to attend. It's a free event. And not only that, if you go out to our website to jewishnevada.org and you click through the milk and honey link, if you pre-register, you have an opportunity to be in a drawing for a land only expenses for our 2023 trip to Israel. We do have some limitations on it, but it is an opportunity for the land only cost to be covered in a free raffle or in a raffle. How exciting for that as well. Well, We're so looking forward to this and thank you again, Mara, for really opening up and showing the world, the Jewish community. I think, again, I have always grown up with it's better to know about other cultures. You grow and expand as a human being. And I'm so excited for this. The fact that you have two things that I love, milk and honey together, (laughs) but really just to bring a sense of community. And September, there is no better month, I think, in Northern Nevada than September. I tell everyone this. You know, I know it. a lot of people saying, oh, you know, it's so sad. Labor Day's over. It's not. We are still, we're rolling into the best month in Northern Nevada. Still plenty of events to do. So we hope to see you out there. Again, Milk and Honey 2022. It is happening on Sunday, September 18th from 2 to 5 p.m. And you can visit jewishnevada.org to find out more information. Thank you so much, Mara, for being here on the show, for bringing this exciting event here to Northern Nevada, and to really spread the ideas of Judaism, which is community, culture, family. Let's come together and celebrate at this wonderful event. Thank you. You have been listening to In Depth. Again, we love to see you out at the Milk and Honey event happening on Sunday. September 18th from 2 to 5 p.m. at McKinley Arts and Culture Center. Mara, we should also talk about your sponsors. They are really the ones that are making this event happen, and you have plenty of sponsors to say thank you to. I am so excited and grateful to our sponsors. Our sponsors include King David and Palm Mortuary, Oro Capital, King David Memorial Chapel, Palm Mortuary, 
Oro Capital, Alpine Strategies, and The Atlantis, as well as PBS Reno, Fenmore, the Hertz team over at Dickerson, KUNR, Reno Tahoe Limousine, and Spark Flight Studios. We would not be able to do this without each and every one of you helping and supporting us to make this day so special. And you had mentioned, too, the city is working with you as well. I am so thrilled to be working with the city on this project, and I love that we're at Milk and Honey. I am so happy to be working with the city. As you mentioned, we're over at McKinley Arts and Culture and just the name itself resonates the fact that there's a cultural presence within Reno. The fact that we're down by the water is a beautiful setting. I couldn't ask for a better venue. Well, we're so excited for this. Again, we're talking with Mara Langer who is with Jewish Nevada. We're so excited for their upcoming inaugural event, Milk and Honey, and it is going to happen on September 18th. And as you mentioned, the beautiful McKinley Arts and Culture Center to until 5 p.m. A reminder, this is a free event. It is your chance to come out and enjoy food trucks, crafts, musical performances, plenty of activities for the kids, and a real dive into the Jewish culture. Thank you so much for bringing this event to Northern Nevada. Thank you. I just want to also say that if you pre-register that you will be in a drawing to win a land-only version of our trip in June to Israel. Israel is celebrating its 75th birthday in 2020. And so by pre-registering, you are entering a drawing for the land-only version of that trip. And you can find out more information by visiting jewishnevada.org. You have been listening to In-Depth. We look forward to seeing you out at Milk and Honey 2022 on Sunday, September 18th, 2 until 5 p.m. at McKinley Arts and Culture Center. And again, find out more information by visiting jewishnevada.org. Thank you again to Mara Langer, Community Engagement Coordinator for Jewish Nevada. It's been wonderful having you on the show and congratulations on your inaugural event. Thank you, Connie. We look forward to seeing you out there too. Thank you for listening to In-Depth. To have your nonprofit featured, please email psa at lotusradio.com and tune in next Sunday morning.